Happy New Year and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. We will have new episodes starting this Friday, January 5th. But in the meantime, please enjoy one of our best episodes in 2023. Nicole Tomasetti and Harney Gill from our Practitioner Series. Enjoy. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. I'm Serge and as always joined by my better looking co-host Shelly. Shelly, how are you doing? Oh, thanks Serge. I'm doing great. We've got two wonderful guests. We haven't done this in a long time, having two guests, but I'm really excited about our guests today. So as part of our practitioner series, we are absolutely thrilled to have Nicole Tomasetti and Harneet Gill, both with KPMG Canada. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. For those in our audience who have not met you or aren't connected with you on LinkedIn, I'm going to start with you, Harneet. Can you give the audience your Twitter bio? Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm a talent attraction leader supporting nationally for audit, assurance and ESG at KPMG in Canada. I originally hailed from Australia and started my career in the recruitment space when I arrived in Canada in 2008. All through university, I was always told by my marketing professors, which was my minor at the time, honey, you're not an HR person, you should be in marketing. And I feel like recruitment is really the perfect pairing for someone who thoroughly enjoys relationship building and being creative. And recruitment for me, really, Shelley, is the marketing of HR. You're always selling. So as a relentless people connector, I feel like there's a natural alignment for me and recruitment career-wise. So I spent the bulk of my recruitment in professional services, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. Now, over to you, Nicole. Tell us a little bit about you and how did you end up in talent acquisition? Yes. Well, my name is Nicole Thomas-Steady, and I'm the Director of Talent Attraction for KPMG in Canada. And I fell into this world of talent attraction. I went to university and got a joint major in business and economics with a concentration in accounting. And I was that student in university that at the end of every exam saved time to give feedback to the prof on what I thought about their exam. So when I joined KPMG, got my CPA designation, and I always had feedback for the HR team as to what I thought they should do better from a campus recruiting perspective. And that's really when my journey into talent attraction began. I became the campus recruiter for GVA, which is the greater Vancouver area. And from there, I moved into multiple areas of HR in Canada and spent the majority of my time focused on talent attraction. and How do we make it better so that we can showcase to everyone how their career could be fulfilled at KPMG? And then I left KPMG for a short time period, went into industry, well, I became an industry recruiter, and then I returned to the university and became an instructor for accounting and finance. So I now receive the feedback from students. I was happy to return to KPMG and took on a number of leadership roles in Vancouver and Toronto in the talent attraction space. And for the last three years, I've had the opportunity to be the leader of talent attraction, overseeing strategy and execution of an amazing 80-plus strong recruiting team for KPMG in Canada. So right now, 
I am in my dream role and there has never been a better hashtag cool and fun time to work in the world of talent attraction. So Nicole, (laughs) tell me how (laughs) HR reacted to your feedback. How was that taken? You know what? They listened. They said, that's great. What would you do? I shared what I would do and they said, great, go do it. And (laughs) so I, I jumped in and took all the thoughts that I had, did a lot of listenings with individuals on campus and took what I heard to adjust our approach on how do you attract talent, what that interview process should look like, and then more importantly, how to get that offer secured so that when we go on campus, everything we do is directly related to offer acceptance and then getting those people to join me to go back on campus that next year to attract more talent. I've got to say, Nicole, I think you could probably sell your DNA to every major accounting firm around the world and legal firm. Because when you look at the industry, to take someone who was a CPA, who's got that lived experience, who has that training and understand what attracts talent to the industry, it is the ideal recipe, the unicorn that so many firms look for is to take someone from the operations side of the business and them becoming part of talent attraction. Like Shelly, Deloitte is calling me on the other line and they're asking for (laughs) Nicole's information. Then Ernst (laughs) Young is as well. (laughs) I'm telling you, like what a great story. You mentioned there's 80 strong, like eight zero. Is that just Canada or is that global? That's KPMG in Canada. Wow. Okay. Can you share with the audience, like, how do you have a team of 80 structured? For sure. At KPMG in Canada, we have geographic and national teams that support talent attraction. So Harneet and I, we're part of the national team and we're responsible for setting the strategy that is then executed in each one of our geographic locations. And we hire early talent campus talent and experienced professional hires. And so when we look at, okay, how do you organize a team to ensure that we can get the number of hires we need to future-proof the KPMG business? Well, number one, we have leaders that are specialized in early talent. So that's the strategy as well as the execution. IDE talent attraction is so important. And we have leaders that develop the strategy that then enables our geographic recruiters to embed IDE into everything that they do. KPMG is a functional business. We have audit, tax, advisory, and business enablement services. We have recruitment leads that develop the strategy that then enable the execution in the geo. And with respect to the geo execution, it's important to note in Canada, there's nuances that each one of our geos have. And to better connect with your candidate, you have to enable your recruiters to take that national strategy and adjust to best meet the needs. And then with all talent attraction teams, you need to have a sourcing team, those hard to fill roles as well to understand those alternative talent pools. And your sourcing team, domestic and international, that's their job. And then as well, we have a gig team to support that contract labor. So the 80 plus 
is a mix of strategy, execution. It means then that we can act like a SWAT team to fill the needs. If one area is busy, all the recruiters work in that direction. If something else picks up, we go in that direction. And we really say, okay, what are the levers that we need to pull to meet the hiring needs that KPMG Canada has to meet their revenue targets? Mm. Got it. Sorry, I just want to ask one more question. You talked about early talent and campus. Are those two different things? Very different things. Early talent is going into that high school level and working with other organizations Mm. to promote the importance of post-secondary education. That's where I get to come in and say post-secondary education and KPMG Canada. And did you know that KPMG Canada provides career opportunities in these different areas? Like we're a tech firm, we're a digital firm, we're a consulting firm, we're a tax firm, an accounting, an audit firm. Go into university with your eyes wide open and then look about KPMG for an internship or a full-time job. And then, of course, you've got your post-secondary. So we have a strategy to connect with students at that level as well. And then a very different strategy for that experienced professional hire. And early talent is fairly new for us. We've had a focus on early talent for the last four years, I want to say. And that's really helped us to grow in that area and bring awareness to those high school students, offering their parents and teachers as well with options for them as they really start to contemplate what they want to do with their life. How do you measure success with a program like this? That's a very good question. And number one, it's more about the awareness side of it. I want people to understand the name KPMG. Our early talent strategy just kicked off, as Harneet said, in the last few years. So the return on investment, you know, where did they connect with us? That's where your ATS comes into play. And what we're trying to do now is talent pool, mark those candidates, ensure our ATS has that source of where you learned about KPMG. And then we start connecting those dots as we move forward. So at this point in time, I can't give you like, is it successful or not? But what I can tell you is that we have leaders that are interested in investing and making sure that early talent and those campus hires know what KPMG is. So they can then choose KPMG is where they want to start to build their career upon graduation. Nicole, really good segue to where I wanted to go next, talking about the ATS, because obviously a team of 80, you need to be able to support them with the right tools. So I'm really curious, Harneet, I'll send this to you. What does your recruiting tech stack look like? What tools are you using? What's your ATS? How do you train? How do you leverage the tools to be able to support a team of 80 people? Yeah. Great, great question. So we recognize that it's important to have a tech stack and it certainly has its place. The human element of the experience, though, we feel can't be underrated. So the purpose of the tech stack is to create the efficiency for the candidate, recruiter, hiring manager, making the workflow easier, more efficient, pushing candidates through the journey. However, the human aspect to interact with the candidate for those moments that matter to ensure that they're aligned with our EVP. And in essence, you really need to have balance. The candidate and recruiter are very interconnected on this journey and we're continuously evolving this part of our recruitment process. For ATS and CRM, we use iSIMS, Hacker Rank for assessing certain technical talent and bots are in place to support the administration of the candidate journey and the recruiter experience. 
we've worked really hard to customize the ATS as much as possible, including embedding our interview guides, evaluation criteria to really create a smoother recruiter and hiring manager experience. Where we see the greatest need though for human interaction is at that office stage to elicit that emotional response from a candidate. So mm. an email or a video or an automated process just can't replace that moment in time. So we've developed a number of in-house practices to enhance our offer acceptance rate. All of our recruiters are trained on negotiation and follow the guidelines that we've created in an offer playbook. And we've certainly seen an uptick in acceptances of offers because of that. What is your offer acceptance rate? And aside from what you just said, that made the results better. Yeah, I would say from an offer acceptance, we certainly saw, like most companies, during 2022, a ghosting of companies by candidates. We were not immune to that. So we saw a decline in our acceptance. I want to say we had a fairly healthy acceptance of upwards of 85% for our offers and in some business functions, even higher than that. And we saw that trickle and coast around that 80-ish percent, which was not okay with us. So we caught sight of that trend happening very quickly, feedback from our recruiters, and then we reacted accordingly. And therefore, we created these tools to really support our recruiters. Nicole, you and might I, have something to add. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we have a really close connection to our KPMG Canada leadership team. We're able to pull the trend analysis with respect to the offer acceptance rate going down. We rang the alarm bells, shared this with them, brainstormed, and that's when it came back that what tools do you need as a recruiting team to be more successful? So we got investment and then we got the education in place to then work with our recruiters to ensure that they have the skills and the tools and resources to increase the acceptance rate. Do you know what I loved about what you just said there, Nicole, is getting the investment. Because I saw companies declined offers at like 80% declined, not accepted, declined. It was an enormous waste of time and money for so many parts of the business. What you touched on was identifying first the problem, then the investment. And I believe I heard you said you went back to the business. Can you talk just a little bit more about how did you get the tools? Did the business endorse it? Because chronically, HR's got no money. <laughs> got no money, no budget. This is overhead. This is cost, right? Like we're the last ones to get a dime out of anybody. How did you get the money? Well, number one, it has never been a better time than now to be in talent attraction. And when we went into COVID, like, again, I have to give credit to our leadership team. Our leadership team said, we will keep the high performing team at KPMG in Canada together. So when most organizations let go of recruiters at that point in time, we kept our team together and we pivoted and we upskilled recruiters. We actually implemented a new ATS. And we also took work that was being done by experienced professional high recruiters and pivoted them to campus because the world of campus actually exploded during that time period. Our leaders kept all of us in play. When that surge of open roles happened, we had a full team of recruiters at KPMG in Canada. We didn't need to go out and recruit. 
But with that surge in open roles, we then highlighted to our leaders, we were in a good situation, but we have 40% more open roles now than we ever have had before. Our recruiters are at more than capacity. They're come back to us. Is What do you need to be more successful as a recruiting team in Canada? So that's when we pulled on the different levers of hiring more recruiters, investing in additional module tools to our ADS to facilitate in-house bots to facilitate the workflow and the change of statuses. And then again, with that came the offer playbook and the investment of a learning and development team to come in and train. And it's having leaders that understand the purpose of talent attraction and understand as well that what we do is we as a company sell our people's knowledge. So we have to have a team that's in play at all times to hire people so that we can meet that eventual revenue target. And just to add to that, I would say your question around investment and where do we get budget? To Nicole's point, like all of that is right on point. The other side of it is we're very fortunate to have strong resources on the learning and development side that we were able to partner with and say, listen, we need your time. We need to create these robust tools, the additional aspects of our recruiting process, help us build it. Our forte and our strength is what the recruiters need. We need your expertise to come and help us build that. We got smart about how we use our internal resources and pull on those levers to actually create a more meaningful experience for our recruiters and trainers. So I do want to take a step back because we talked about a little bit about your tech stack. And one of the things that you mentioned as far as supporting the team is making sure that they have the right tools. I can only imagine the size and the scope of your organization implementing any new tools. There's so many cases that you'll implement a tool and it's never used or not used properly. But I'm really curious, and Nicole, I'll go to you as far as when you're looking at tools for your talent attraction, talent acquisition team, what are the key things does KPMG look at when evaluating different tech and different vendors? Well, before we go out to that like proposal stage, number one is we do surveys to listen to our candidates. What is the journey the candidate wants to go through? Number two we listen to our recruiters and we have a number of questions as to what that recruiter journey should look like. And then the hiring manager as well. What is it a hiring manager needs from an ATS? So through the listenings and through the specific questions we asked, we then go to the vendor for the pitch. And I think it's really important to understand what each one of those three people are looking for to ensure that the ATS can meet those needs. But most importantly, for me, when I take a step back, I want the recruiter team to spend time with the candidates. So that human element stays in that recruiter journey so that when the tech that we're looking at comes in, it's about ensuring that the workflow, the statuses, all of that is seamless. And the one thing I hear from recruiters over and over again is they want an applicant tracking system where they get to stay in it and never have to leave. (laughs) So everything is done in it. That's the dream. Oh, I agree with that. There's nothing more frustrating than having to work in seven different systems and they don't talk to each other. It makes your job so much harder. 
I do want to jump into another topic and Harneet, I'll give you this question. KPMG has really taken DEI very seriously. And you use a term that I've never heard before, IDNI, right? And I'll ask you just to define that a little bit more. But I'm just curious of what type of initiatives that you've launched or really showcase. Can you go more in depth? Yeah, for sure. And absolutely, we have taken IDNI, so inclusion, diversity, and equity very seriously at KPMG in Canada. There you so go. Thank proud. you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're very proud of what we've been able to achieve in the area with the commitment and investment of our leadership team. We have a focused strategy for recruitment of diverse talent in the firm, and we've invested in three dedicated ID talent attraction team members whose role is to wholly and solely focus on removing bias, barriers in our recruitment processes, and attracting equity-deserving talent to the firm. So the emphasis on these priority groups for us as a firm in Canada is Black people, Indigenous peoples, and people with disabilities. So the team works alongside talent attraction to remove the barriers and ensure that our hiring is grounded in evidence. And because we really do believe that diversity is what makes us stronger. We track and monitor progress in terms of who applies, who we hire to identify and tackle any gaps and barriers in the recruitment strategy, our process, and our goals. And then to take that another step, we've aligned our social media and impact inclusion goals to talent attraction. We invest in relationships to help engage and attract diverse talent. Collaborating with these organizations really allows us to showcase the representation at KPMG. And one example of that is our partnership with a firm specialized in placing neurodiverse talent. Okay. So since 2019, across our businesses, you know, to enhance the way we as a firm tap into that community and the skills of that community, that became a really important focus area for us. And then we continuously look at our recruitment processes and consult with our 30-plus internal diverse people networks and external community organizations to enhance that id and integrity and to create more equitable recruitment processes in order to really make sure that our hires are grounded in evidence. Everything from inclusive job postings, standardized interview guides and evaluation rubrics unbiasing and indigenizing the recruitment process. Those are internal builds. We've used our resources across the firm, our IDNE TA resources specifically, to help build out how do we indigenize the recruitment process? How do we make our recruiters more aware of what they should be looking for and how they can really include that talent? And the same goes for unbiasing, providing that unlearning of that bias that takes place in interviews. We have also offered 172 scholarships to First Nations, Inuit, and Métis students across mm -hmm. Canada. As I mentioned, we're super proud, and really, this is a testament to all of the commitment that we've made as a firm. IDNE is a leadership initiative that we are impacting at the talent attraction level. Our leadership came out publicly with representation goals. That's the intent. And then talent attraction, as well as our HR team, puts together the action plan so that we then, again, have an investment to ensure that we can meet those representation goals. And so we have three people that are responsible for the strategy, but it's ensuring that you take that strategy. And as you said earlier, Serge, it's about how do you get recruiters to use the tools and resources that National is building? Yeah. Our ID and a talent attraction team, they're training the 80 plus recruiters that are meeting with candidates to ensure that we actually have an ID and E flow 
to everything that we do. So our success with respect to ID&E hiring truly comes from the fact that it started with leadership, we got investment, and we can now execute that strategy. Nicole, I think you should bring KPMG into recruitment consulting for other organizations as you do for everything else, because (laughs) your programs are just insanely. Yeah. You know, something I do also want to know, because KPMG, it's a really big brand, for sure. Most people know who they are, except early talent. And you're even got that covered. But let's talk about alumni networks. I know Serge and I have talked many times over the years about some of the best talent is people that have left. Alumni networks, it's not always retirement, right? Like part of your alumni network can be those that went to try something else and come back even more skilled. Can you talk a bit more about the alumni network? Yeah. Well, number one is when people are leaving KPMG, they're leaving for a fantastic opportunity. And we hear that in the exit interview. They're not leaving it because of KPMG. And so our alumni strategy that we put together for talent attraction. It's actually a net new strategy. We developed this a couple of years ago because what we did is we looked at our talent streams and it became very apparent to us at the leadership level that the alumni were a significant untapped talent pool in a time period where the talent market is scarce. So what we did then is we put together a SWAT team of recruiters and together we structured a project where number one, we said, okay, what is it we need to do to create awareness that it is good to come back to KPMG? And with that, we've actually said, okay, recruitment 101, how do you build out this talent attraction pool? Built a website, created a video asset to launch. We created recruiter scripts. And then it said, we need the authentic storytelling. We need to showcase the stories of people that have returned to KPMG and why KPMG is a greater place than when it was before. And the recruiters then pair up with hiring managers and create that connection. So all the tools, all the resources are in play. And then it comes back to you need that human element when it comes to talent attraction. Alumni is not going to respond to an email that just goes out. They're going to respond to alumni events. They're going to reach out to that phone call to say, hey, how are you doing? Have you heard about this at KPMG? We're doing this. Are you interested in coming back? So it's that communication and understanding the pull to bring individuals back and then work with them as they go forward. And that alumni talent pool that we brought back, they now become employee referral individuals. Mm -hmm. They now refer their friends that have left to come back. So it's very much that snowball effect. That's a good snowball where one brings one and then you keep moving forward. A new strategy, super excited. And again, this is where we went to leadership with what we felt was a really hashtag cool and fun idea. And we got the investment to go forward with that. And our recruiters work with the hiring managers to act it and make sure that the hires do come in the door. And just to add on to that, you raised a great point there, Nicole, around the hiring managers, so the business, the partners. Very often, we have been recruiters, Nicole and I, and that's how we started out. We know the candidate doesn't want to hear from the recruiter, right? That candidate being an alumni 
So that's really where I think KPMG's sweet spot is. Our business leaders are very invested in reaching back out to somebody that they were a performance manager for or who they definitely were really sad to see go and making that personalized connection. Hey, when you left last time, these were the reasons. Did you know this is what's changed? So again, part of telling that story through the video and branding was really amplifying to that community what has changed and then luring them back into KPMG. Shelly, I think we have found recruitment <laughs> utopia. What KPMG I, know, I want to join their team. <laughs> I, I think oh there should goodness. be a case study. We have never had a conversation with any practitioners that understand it as well as how you guys understand and how you've been able to execute it. It's magical. I'm in shock, actually. So kudos it to you. It's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. Very flattering. Thank you. I'm going to ask both of you to take out your crystal ball, shine it up a little bit. Harneet, I'll start with you. Any prediction for the world of work in 2023 and beyond? If you had to pinpoint one thing that's going to shake up our world, what would it be? In the recruitment space, my feeling, Serge, is that given the unemployment rate continues to be at historic lows, we will have a continued labor shortage domestically, and we will have to be strategic and attract and compete for international talent against other international locations. So selling why Canada to this pool of talent will be uber important. That's my prediction. I love that. I want to dig in a little bit deeper. So how well do you think Canada is positioned in this competition? I think we have a real fighting chance in this competition. However, can't go unsaid that we are competing against countries like Australia, New Zealand. There are other places that are also doing amazing things and that people want to make home. I feel Canada, though, just given our immigration goals and what our government has gone out and said that we need to do over the next few years, that really helps to support the journey for those international newcomers. And when they come here, they're really supported. And that's really a big area that Nicole and I focused on for the last several years. We've built out an international recruitment landing page for newcomers. Here's what you can expect. Here's how we'll support you. Here's why you should pick Canada. Actually, here's why you should pick KPMG in Canada as opposed to other competing firms. So we know that the competition is fierce and we've been pretty armed and prepared with that for a little while. Perfect, perfect. Nicole, your crystal ball prediction. (laughs) Okay, so she took my prediction. So I'm going to have to go with my prediction number two. Well, as we know, the talent market will continue to be scarce. So companies are going to have to look at what is the untapped talent pool And I would say it's the internal untapped talent pool that companies are going to need to focus in on. So it's about creating easier ways for internal mobility, whether it's a career center type approach. It goes back to increasing the ability for candidates to have career number one, and then employees can then have career number two, career number three and keep employees longer within that same organization. And so we'll start to see tenure going up with respect to employees. What do you think, Shelley? Well, Nicole has already established the template for that. Honestly, I don't know of many firms, you may be one of a handful of people in my 25 plus years in recruitment to do what you've done and to have an organization say, you've got great ideas, even though you were in a revenue producing part of the business as a CPA. That is unheard of, but it's only those that have the foresight and vision to say, oh no, this is perfect. 
It's part of our model, even for campus recruitment. We use resources from the business to authentically sell YKPMG. And that's really been a real silver bullet for us. And Nicole's a testament to, I think, the culture at KPMG, where you have a great idea, we want to hear it. And actually, you want to implement it, you're it. Go have at it. And I think I've experienced that. Nicole is like the poster child for that at KPMG, which is (laughs) phenomenal. Yeah. We've talked often about talent mobility, right, Serge? And who owns it? Is it recruitment or is it HR or is it the business? Because talent mobility is a great idea and nobody's going to argue that maybe you've got somebody in audit who really should be in recruitment or HR. But to actually make that move, who's going to champion it? As a recruiter, I know I hired a wonderful person who's got an economics degree and they would actually be much better in business development. But getting the business to recognize that, who does that? Who owns it at KPMG? Well, number one, our viewpoint is we're all on the same team. And actually, all of us have a place for internal mobility. But you're right. Who owns that actual piece? And each organization can be slightly different. Talent attraction can own a piece of it. Or this is the official process for internal mobility, and you can have your applicant tracking system actually track for internal mobility and support that process to make it easy. But you do need your business and your employees to understand that internal mobility is a good thing at the organization. So recruiters can be the facilitator through a career center, but your overall philosophy at the company has to come from the leadership. So it's about that authentic storytelling and having a process in place that makes it easy for everyone. At KPMG, all of us own it and we have a tool that supports it. Okay, well, you guys are the best salespeople ever. Like, it's rare. Should, I that, think this was a commercial for KPMG. I, I know it's it's not the intention, but <laughs> Honestly, what you're doing we didn't is so great. It this way. <laughs> so, how about we leave it here for anyone that wants to get a hold of either yourself, Nicole, or Harney? What's the easiest way? And to find out more about KPMG, where's the best place to go check out? Yeah, the so easiest way is connect with me on LinkedIn. Always responding on LinkedIn and visit our website. We have, I want to say, fantastic website that started when COVID hit. That was our way of connecting with candidates was go to our website. And we've been working on it as a team of people to continually update it and make sure that it's answering the questions that we believe candidates would have. Nicole is itching to say, go and check out our website because it's cool and fun. She's like taking that hashtag. That's how she's reinventing KPMG. Cool and fun is what we are. So yeah, same as Nicole, like LinkedIn for sure. Connect with me on there. Happy to connect always with my network. Perfect. Well, this was one of my favorite episodes I've done in a long time. So I really appreciate both of you ladies sharing your knowledge. Thank you for having us. Thank you. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Pressbox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. 
we'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.